Hello again and welcome back to my podcast Awkward by Zine. I just want to say thank you for all your comments and thoughts from last week's episode where we discussed how to navigate office politics. And like I've been saying in my previous episodes, Awkward by Zine will be tackling or discussing spiritual as well as social issues. And today we'll be talking a little bit about Abraham, who is also commonly referred to as the father of faith. And very shortly we'll be reminding ourselves how he earned that title. We are first introduced to Abraham in the book of Genesis chapters 11 and 12, where we learn that at 75 years old, Abraham, together with his wife Sarah, had no children. And I find this to be particularly interesting because in our introduction to Abraham, we see God promising to bless him and his descendants. And at 75, God still goes ahead and tells him that um, he will make him into a great nation. And I don't know whether you notice that God presents to Abraham a bigger picture before narrowing down to his personal needs. So in a sense, it's like he's telling him, look, embrace my grand vision for you in making of a great nation through you before I can take care of your need for a son. And naturally, that's not how things work. But there's a lesson here which we will get to shortly. Anyway, fast forward to Genesis chapter 15, and Abraham comes into reality. He starts to face the fact that at a hundred years old, a servant may just become his heir. And at this point, it's beginning to dawn on Abraham that perhaps God will make him into a great nation, but just not through his seed. And we can see God telling Abraham that no, actually your own flesh and blood will become your heir and your offspring shall be as numerous as the stars and as countless as the sand on the seashore. And of course, uh, the Bible says in verse 6 of Genesis chapter 15 that Abraham believed God and he credited it to him as righteousness. Of course, eventually and against all odds, Abraham got his son, and we will discuss this further in part two of this topic next week. But I want us to go back to what I mentioned earlier about God's bigger picture. And I think most times when God is giving us his promises, if you pay close attention, you will discover that his promises are usually much more than just him taking care of our immediate needs. And granted, I know whenever we go through tough situations, and even especially during this pandemic, it's difficult to think about others and to think about God's bigger picture or even to see it. But as difficult as it is, I believe our faith is usually made stronger when we shift focus from ourselves and our personal needs to God's bigger plans. We quickly discover that if God is able to take care of the bigger things, then he can most certainly take care of our challenges, which in the grand scheme of things always appear to be so small. 
But I don't mean to diminish in any way the difficult circumstances that we find ourselves in. But I think we should aim at constantly looking at God and his purposes for the world and then attempting to work with him to accomplish those purposes. What makes Abraham's story special is the fact that even at a hundred years old and with no son, he believed that one day he would become a father of many nations. And Abraham did not just believe God for his son. He believed in God's plan to bring to the earth a great nation through him who will be called God's people. His faith was for generations and generations to come. And spiritually speaking, I think we are products and beneficiaries of that faith. Galatians chapter 4 verse 28 tells us that we, just like Isaac was, are children of promise. So as we think about that, I pray that you and I will start to challenge ourselves to believe in God for more than just our personal needs. If we look at the world today, what can we trust God to do through our faith that generations after us will be products of or even benefit from? As always, I thank you for listening.